what what all did you get into just just the first year the first year (laughs) yeah just the first Um, year what did you burden yourself with uh well for animals we brought our chickens with because we had chickens um before we moved here so brought all of our chickens and then immediately got a bunch of goats and horses and pigs and oh my gosh i think that was pretty much that was the first year eventually we added pigs goats horses horses. yeah See, it sounds so funny to say it now. <laughs> this is the Farm Hop Life Podcast, a traveling homestead family. I'm Matt DeRosier. On the Farm Hop Life Podcast, we learn what it takes to grow your own food from everyday people. Could be a college student who grows tomatoes and salad greens on their apartment patio, a former VP of marketing for Del Taco now raising cattle in Montana, or someone who hasn't had a homestead in over 10 years. This show is aimed at teaching you what it takes to make homesteading work for you, that we all make mistakes, we all have bad days, but we can reach out and help one another thrive in giving you the confidence needed to go feed yourself. It is hard to get back into the groove, for sure. Yeah, you were gone for... um, Ever. Forever. (laughs) Forever. I mean, it was what, six, six, six months? Six or seven months, yeah. It was wild. So you actually are the first interview that I am doing since I came back. So this is this is wild to be like, okay how, okay, how the lights work? Like, do I have lights <laughs> after the sun goes down outside? And, you know, which mic do I connect to? And just, oh, it's just, yeah. But it's good to be back at it. It's good. Good. You know? Yeah, it was, um, I had been wanting to interview for a while. And then you took that job away, yeah. like off the farm. Yeah. And then I was, I sent you a message, like, like kind of like joking, like, Hey, now that you're retired or whatever (laughs) stupid thing I said, would you still want to do a, still do an interview? And I think you were still kind of like figuring your things out. And, um, but I, yeah, it was fine. And here we are, right? Here we are. Here we are. Six months later. I know. Right. So, (laughs) so how are you liking the job? Uh, I actually am now only working there one day a week. Nice. If, if that tells you anything, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it tells me that you like something to do away from the farm, mm-hmm. um, but only like it for a couple hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because. I like having that day where I can think about other people's stuff. You know, I think when you are used to being at home and working on all your writing and your podcasting and all the things that I do and the farm, you just get in your own head. And so I think the best thing that I figured out about working away from home, which I haven't done since, you know, before my kids were born, sure. um, it, like it, it's just crazy to go back into that. But the, the thing that I realized is I like having that that space to kind of think about something else and get out of my own head. And when I was just working at home, I would always say, I need to leave the house or I need to make sure that, you know, I have things planned away from home. And, but when you don't have somebody standing over you saying, you need to do this, it's very easy to go, oh yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll run my errands tomorrow. I'll do it, you know, oh, maybe, you know, the next day. And uh, so this actually makes me leave the house and it's been good. But I also realized I, I don't want to be gone all the time. And I realized the way we set up the farm and the way we set up our life 
if we want it to run the way that it always has, like I need to be here. And I don't mind that. I love that. So it was, uh, I learned a lot from the experience and learned that being away from home one day is great and more than one day is not great. So (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's glad, like, I'm glad that you found, I found, you found like that happy medium, right? Cause like it could, obviously it's easy to swing too far one direction and then, you know, you got to make like serious, like got to do some serious backpedaling to try to bring it the other way. And then it kind of just, there's like this reverberation thing where it, so that's a really good description of what it was. It was, I thought it was going to be, you know, I think what happened is my kids grew up, you know, we homeschooled them all the way through and then our youngest graduated. And I was like, ta-da, I need to do something different because now the kids are grown up and they're doing their own thing. And I, I just had that in my head that I needed to market as ta-da, something different. No one else had ever said that. You know, my husband was not like, when the kids are, you know, done with school, you need to go get a real job. I mean, that was, that was never the conversation, you know? And uh, I just, made that up in my own head and decided to go off and do things and, and did things and said, we got to reel it back just a bit. So, you know, it's good to figure those things out. Yeah. You did have a little help from a toad though. Let's, let's be honest. I did did have a little help from a toad. (laughs) That toad, I tell you, man, he was, he was great. The things you learn from the animals outside when you need to figure out that you need to have a story to tell at the end of the day. And, and you know what right. I realized from all of that? Um, I realized that, I mean, I guess I should tell the story. So, you know, your listeners aren't like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, so my husband had asked me, um, this is before I took the job. He had asked me, what'd you do today? You know, waiting for this great big story that I did. And all I could think to tell him for my whole day was I found a toad. I found a toad outside. And... <laughs> The, you know, and my husband, you know, he works in law enforcement. And so he's got great stories, right? He's off saving the world. And what am I saying? I found a toad today. And I just like that coming out of my mouth. I was like, what in the world am I doing with my life? And I want a better story to tell, you know? And yeah, so that toad taught me a lot. But I, I learned I do have stories to tell, you know, there, there are stories on the farm. It doesn't have to be a big ta-da, look what I did out in the world. Or it can be that, you know? Yeah. Everybody's maybe you'll find two toads. Maybe. Maybe I'll find a toad <laughs> and a a stray cat. Like, because that's what I always find <laughs> when I go to my barn. There is another dang cat in my barn. It's crazy. The the one that's uh chatty or the other. <gasps> like there's another one. There is. There is another one. Uh <laughs> the chatty one is still here. Um, and now we just had a a big orange boy show up, and the other boys do not like him. I mean, you know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so they're always telling him he needs to leave but i don't know he's still around i don't know more entertainment i know more mouths to feed that's what it is <laughs> that's this true. is it's this true. is how the crazy cat lady thing happens right we don't want to be a crazy cat lady but you live in the country and a storm happens you know a blizzard happens and you go in the barn and you're like oh look there's another cat but they just show up Extra cat. yeah this is what happens Yes. They just show up. They do. They do. It's funny that you 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 mentioned the the stories that you need to tell. Um just yesterday my wife told me about how she got stuck waiting for the family bathroom at Costco for 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. That was like and like with the two kids. Oh. So that was like a whole 
it was like a whole thing. I bet. Whole thing there. Uh, how the how is employees. Go ahead. How is life with with two children now? It's been a while since we talked, so you you have another yeah. baby now. So yeah, we that? have another baby. Uh, yeah, it's good. She is. Let's see, what month is it? She's like she just turned eight months old. So, oh gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. She's Woo. she's still small for her for her age, mm -hmm. uh, but she's healthy, and that's all we care about. Good. So Good. she's slowly gaining that's weight, awesome. and uh, and yeah, it was and there was a roller coaster summer. People. Entertaining people while they uh, wait for the bathroom, I imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. There was a whole issue with uh, oh. buying like five pounds of jelly beans to you know kind of smooth things over with uh, with my two year old son. So um, you do what you have to do. You know? I guess like, yeah. yeah, 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 but yeah, it's, it's good. Um, it's crazy. We, uh, like we had this whole, you know, this whole trip planned this year, you know, mm -hmm. putting in the notice one year notice and, uh, April 1st, we were going to hit the road and then like tons of little things happened. Like, so we were gonna, we were looking for a travel trailer and like we go, all right, we found the one that we like. Are we going to do this or not? And we kind of like hummed and hot about it and found like the perfect one. Okay, let's do this. How are we going to pay for it? And like, we kind of came up with like all like these like half-assed solutions, right? Like nothing right. was like good, but we're just kind of like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So like, okay, we're going to figure it out. And I was going to, I was set on, you know, sticking out my commitment to the year notice with my, with that employer. And then. Yeah. I had a, a friend had asked me to uh, like come work with him for a company for his company. And I already denied him earlier in the summer. I was like, dude, you're gone too much. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't handle that. I like being at home, seeing my kids. Mm -hmm. um, but then he asked me to apply again and I'm like, I told him no again. And I went, went to my wife that night and I'm like, do you, do you think I should at least, apply and check it out she's like yeah ask him questions so i like i texted him like a hundred questions what about this what about that <laughs> and then he convinced me to apply and whatnot so i had the interview and i didn't think i did that well and i ended up not getting the position so i'm like okay i guess we're you know it wasn't meant to be let's do like we're gonna stick with the farm hop thing sure and like the like the night after we were kind of like how are we going to pay for a travel trailer? The next day, job offer comes in. Oh my gosh! Well, like we saw, like I, I forwarded it to my wife, and I'm just kind of like f f f f yeah, f yeah, f yeah. f. <laughs> like, what do we do, right? Oh. And so she's like, "You don't have to take it, but you kind of have to take it." And oh. We we took it as a sign, like we were like, yeah. okay, we got like this this financial issue, several financial issues. Um, like how we were just talking last night, how are we gonna take this on? And like this offer just like falls in my lap essentially. So I Isn't took it, crazy? and uh, yeah, it's Gosh. it's wild. And so I've been doing that for the last three months. Yeah, Isn't it crazy how? how stuff works out like you got the yeah. plans you got the vision and it just it's just so crazy how it yeah <laughs> yeah so like the whole traveling the country thing is yeah. like looking a lot smaller <laughs> like 
we might go out of the out, out of the county. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Let's just, let's just focus on the county. Yeah. And uh, build community <laughs> that way or something. I don't know. Just, we'll make it. We're we're trying to still still working through the kinks, making there it work. Go. So it'll work. It'll be what it's supposed to be. It'll be what it's supposed to be. This time. Is true. Yeah. Just need time. But yeah. Yeah. But hey. Um your your latest episode, you have the Farmers Kind of Life podcast. Yep. You which our names are way too similar. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. Uh you had your your episode about things to admit. And yeah. one of the things that you admitted was that you're not like you're not great at conversation. Like mm-hmm. that's what you think. But like it's interesting how how you you perceive yourself, right? Where right, right. But after you said that, that makes a whole lot of sense when you're like, this is gonna be recorded, right? <laughs> like we're not going live, right? And I was like, oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> I I get I, I, it. I was a little slow there. We could have done live, but I just like it was my first time back, you know, like the first interview back sure. after how and I was like, mm, I just want to make sure this all works. But yeah, get the cobwebs off. Yeah. Get the cobwebs off, make sure the mic is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you know what you need to know. That's right. No. Yep. Because you guys did Fireside Freedom Live, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But it's funny because some people would work with a lot of notes and wanted to know what the questions were ahead of time and where is this conversation going. And other people were like, let's just talk. So, yeah. Yeah. It takes all types. <laughs> so you're... You also have a you also have a newsletter, like an old school yeah. mail out newsletter. Yes. Uh, tell me about that. What, how did that start? It started. I was. I've always liked to write letters. I've always liked to communicate through the mail. Um, I, you know, like stickers on little papers. And, you know, I used to. Oh my gosh, I had so many pen pals when I was younger. I just loved to do that. And a friend and I were talking one day and. And she mentioned, you know, whatever happened, actually, I think it was her husband said, whatever happened to like old school, just newsletters, not email newsletters, just old school on paper newsletters that you get in the mail. You know, it's not junk mail. It's not a bill. It's not, you know, stuff you don't want to get like actual stuff in the mail that you read. And I kind of ran with that idea. And I thought, I wonder if this will work and came up with it. And I've been doing it for a year now. So which is crazy because I, I didn't know if it was going to fly, but it has. And, and people really seem to like it. It's um, six pages. So three pages front and back, black and white, just homesteading stuff, deep thoughts, recipes, just a whole bunch of stuff. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So yeah. is that is that something you charge for? Yeah. yeah. Just to, like cover postage, basically? or Yeah, it's um, $40 a year for U.S. and $50 for international. So, oh. yeah, covers Are you able... and postage and a little bit extra. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll hide like a little giveaway in there. If you're really reading, you know, <laughs> you'll if find you read all the articles. If you read all the articles and you actually, you know, read all the words, you'll find there's some stuff that I stick in there. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Are you able to talk about like how many like subscribers you have or like it's between Uh, like 100 and 200 or something i have about 150 subscribers oh cool yeah nice yeah how come so like just because you like old school writing you went with a old school newsletter versus like a sub stack or something i went yeah i just 
you know, when I started it, there was a lot of talk of a lot of people wanted to leave social media and leave the internet. And what if the internet goes away? And what are you going to do with all, you know, what are you going to do with the recipes? What are you going to do with uh, how to do, you know, all, all the stuff that we learn about homesteading and different things. What do you do when the internet goes away? That was, you know, talked about in some communities sure. for a while. And so that was another reason it was like to have this on paper I have a lot of subscribers who save it in a binder, you know, and they just stick every month goes in there and then they can reference it. And so, yeah. That's a pretty cool idea. I thought, I thought about something like heard somebody uh, talk a little bit about Substack. where are you subscribed to any Substacks at all mm -hmm. or no, um, no, you're familiar with the concept. Yeah. Yep. So you can get like a little snippet for free or, you know, if they do like uh, one of the articles per month for free. And mm -hmm. so it recommends all these, all these other related sub stacks mm -hmm. to like people in that genre or whatever. And so you could right. like subscribe all. And so Substack is kind of like, look at all these subscription, like people are subscribing, but like how many of those people are actually engaging with right. the writer or mm -hmm. So like, there's a guy that, you know, he, who was talking about this, he like did a test for like his actual, um, like his newsletter that he put out, not, not their sub stack, but a newsletter directly from, you know, his website yep. or company or uh, brand, whatever. And from like his hundred thousand, uh, subscribers, he would like in the, the little footnote, he would kind of throw some stuff in there every now and then kind of like, Hey, this is like, send me a picture of your desk. Like just. Just curious, yeah. what does your desk look like? And he got like a 10% like reply rate. Oh, wow. So that's 10,000 emails. And so just to see wow, how many people are actually reading, how many people are engaging. Yeah. And so yeah. your, your method is a lot more intimate than yeah. just open the email, skim, right. eh, delete. Right. Where they have to like physically hold it in their hands. Yes. I like that a lot. I think that's very, very good. You sit down on that's the couch idea. with your cup of coffee and page through it. And and it's funny because there are there are some people who are like, I would never subscribe to an on paper newsletter because I can get all that online for free. Yep, you sure. can. I'm I'm not denying, you know, you're not wrong, but um some people just like going out to the mailbox and getting a little piece of, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's fun. And you I know like to anybody, write. So. Has anybody copied you or? Not that I know of, but. Just curious. Yeah. I mean, I don't own the idea, I suppose. <laughs> anybody can yeah. do it. But, you know, I, I mean, it is one of the, it's funny because after I started it, it was postage immediately went up and printing immediately went. I'm like, come on, you guys, you know, so. But, you know, it's fun. I feel like I'm an 11 year old girl again, writing all my pen pals, you know. So, <laughs> does anyone send you too. anything back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get lots really? of snail mail back. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. Okay. Go to the that post. is not, it I'm, is cool. I'm, start, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to come on board. Like, man, I need to do something. Uh, there you go. That'd be, that'd be you cool. Go. Yep. Include it's some uh, custom AI art or something like that because I can't yeah. draw. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a drawer either. No. <laughs> Lots of pictures that I take, but no, right. no drawing. No, I did play with AI pretty heavy. The last YouTube video I did, yeah. like I did, I did all the editing and stuff. But as in terms of like um, coming up with like the YouTube like thumbnail, like that yeah. little picture of like the farm. Yep. 
that was AI generated. I went through like, I kept writing script after script to kind of like yeah. figure out one that I liked and then came up with like the headline to summarize and also a different headline inside of the thumbnail. And so I just kind of like, I was just like playing around with it and it's kind of yeah. neat. Have you messed with anything like that? Uh, like um, whenever I'm posting on Pinterest, <laughs> I will use AI to uh, write some of my descriptions because my brain is just shot. I'm like, I, I, sure. don't need, I don't need to, you know, and it's so funny because like in the author community, people are super against, super Right, because you're not AI. authentic, I'm sure. Oh my yeah. gosh, and AI is going to take over and what I add. I, I will admit I use that because I don't have to think and I don't want to think all the time. I'm admitting to you after the podcast from this week, that's, I'm admitting. I don't want to think all the time. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. <laughs> it also, it's Pinterest. Calm down. I know, right? <laughs> that's true. It's only Pinterest. Yeah. And then, but that's a slippery slope, Amy. Next, you're going to have your whole book written. My entire uh, book your, will be written yeah. by AI. You're right. You figured it, it would out. Be, that would be actually interesting to see what AI comes up with, like your next like yes. homeschooling series right. or book. Right. Like, here's what it gave me. But, you know, you could just like right. regenerate the response because like, yeah. you know, people are like, look what the AI said. <laughs> da, da, da. It's like, <laughs> right. well, if you just hit regenerate, it would flip yeah. flop. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Could be could be content in there somewhere, I guess. It could be. It would be interesting. I'll put it on my back burner of things to do when I don't have anything to do, right? You and I, right. we don't have anything to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, something that you can't use AI for yet, um, homesteading. Correct. The hard work. Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might figure it out someday. Well, but... Yeah, probably soon. Yeah. So. How did you get started? Walk me walk me through that. How did we get started? Well, I I grew up um, not as a homesteader. I grew up in the country. Uh, I lived on thirteen acres of woods and creek and you know awesome stuff like that. But what wasn't really a homesteader? We weren't like animals and gardens and anything like that. We just happened to live in the woods, and uh, so that was fun. That was my childhood. Um. I met my husband and my husband has always lived in town, small town, right in town. And we got married and we just knew at some point we were going to move to the country and have a farm. Like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it was, you know, like Ma Ingalls little house on the prairie kind of fantasy. <laughs> that, like, I, I don't know. It was just, we just knew one day we're going to move to the country. We're just going to be out of this town and we're going to move to the country. And it's going to be great. And in 2011, we, we found this awesome farm that we're at. It's five acres in central Minnesota. We have the most amazing big red barn that was built in 1918. It's I just, gorgeous barn. I just love my barn so much. It's so great. Like we looked at this property and we went in the barn and I'm climbing um, the ladder to go into the hayloft. Like, oh to. my gosh, there's like, there's a hayloft. It is. And I remember looking at my husband and being like, this is the place. Like i this is it. So it just, yeah, it's just been great. And we moved here and of course filled it up with every animal we could possibly think of, you know, and built the big garden and all the stuff you're not supposed to do, right? You're not supposed to like move to the farm and get all the things and overwhelm yourself. But we did because that's what you do. Everybody says not to, but everybody does. And yeah, that's how we got started pretty much. <laughs> so it was just like, it just must've been like in your blood or something like yeah. that. Just like, my, I think so. You know, I had um, I have these impulses. Yeah. I 
yeah, I I had farmers in my family, but never, I wasn't connected it in that way to be like, that's what I want to do. You know, like I didn't look at my uncle and be like, you're a farmer and I want to farm like you. I want to have a big pig farm. You know, like that, that wasn't ever anything I thought, but I did have that connection of, I want to do the homey things and I want to stay home with my kids and I want to have chickens and I want to bake bread and I want to, you know, I just want to do all those old school 1940s housewife kind of things <laughs> or, you know, like that's what I'm channeling or something. I don't, it, I don't know. I'm not sure. But here we are. <laughs> so, so that, that first year then, what, what all did you get into? Just, just the first year. The first year. <laughs> the yeah, first just year. the first um, year. What did you burden yourself with? Uh, well, for animals, we brought our chickens with because we had chickens um, before we moved here. So brought all of our chickens and then immediately got a bunch of goats and horses and pigs. And oh my gosh. I think that was pretty much that was the first year. Eventually chickens, we added pigs, goats. Horses. horses yeah <laughs> oh, see it sounds so funny to say it now <laughs> it didn't seem funny at the time i was like this is what we're doing this is great um and then eventually we added you know turkeys and ducks and pheasants and um got rid of the goats got rid of the horses realized those were not things that we actually wanted to have which is so funny because the thought of moving to the farm the thing i was excited about was goats and the thing my husband was excited about was horses. And those are the first two things that went. <laughs> That's like, funny. Mm, you know what? This actually isn't what we want to do. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, the gardens. And we figured out we had a raspberry patch and um, we had grapevines and all sorts of things. So there was a lot of stuff to keep us busy. Besides the fact that when we moved into the house, there was a lot of stuff that needed to be finished. It mm. wasn't... Um, like we needed to lay flooring. We needed to, like there was some finishing that needed to be done in the house for us to even move in. And uh, there was a little barn repair that needed to happen. And so, yeah, we were quite busy. We slept very, very well that first year. <laughs> because because you were just dead tired. Oh, yeah. But it was good. It was a good sleep. It was like a, a satisfied, like fulfilled, like, oh, you know. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a, it's hard to balance that because like you worked, you worked hard and it's satisfying or like you just ran around like a crazy person. <laughs> you don't feel like you got right. anything done. Right. Right. And you're struggling to go to bed or right. like you just, or yeah. you, you slept, but you're just like, you don't feel rested. It's just right. like, yeah. 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 <laughs> that first year we definitely got good sleep. I think just cause we were running around and like, we'd finally get into bed and be like, you know, you just had to get up and do it all again. So those are fun days. They were fun. Were the the fun days. I, yeah. I don't have a story like that. I, we, <laughs> no? we, we took everybody's advice. And you did are it probably the, you are probably the only person I have met that, <laughs> that didn't overwhelm yourself. Good job. Gold star. Uh, I think we, we had enough going on. Like we were, um, let's see, 2019, we were building this house. Then we found out that we were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then I was basically finishing the like small stuff, the interior on my own. 
and we had a small garden at the time. Mm-hmm. And then that next year, we, my son was born, and we had chickens. We but mm-hmm. we got chickens. I think it was just before my son was born, or about the same. I don't remember now. You're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't, did it don't know the right that. way. You uh, did it the right way. It's funny though. I I should point out here. We actually, my parents actually lived with us on the farm for the first couple of years we were here. Oh. So we had two families yeah. here. So that, that divvy up, a... divvy up. So yes. Some response. I mean, did did they really take on much? Were they? Oh yeah. Did they want to? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. The plan when we moved here, what before my husband and I bought the farm, we actually had rented from my parents for four years. And um, the plan was always, we all were going to buy a farm together and have a multi-generational farm. That was always the plan. And then um, we lived with them for four years. They lived with us for two years and then life happened and now they're no longer married. So. Oh. <laughs> they are both remarried. It was, it, it was a big, it was a big thing, but yeah, hmm. <laughs> that was not, that was not the plan obviously, but yeah. So the first two years that we were here, it was two families. And so we had all the people to take on all the stuff. So yeah. Was it the goats? It was the goats, wasn't it? It was the caused... goats. You're right. You're right. It was the goats. <laughs> goats are definitely no, a marriage test. They really, <laughs> oh what my I've gosh. Heard. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because when we were looking around the farm to buy it, um, one of the boys who grew up here, because um, we are only the second family that has lived on this farm. So the original family, so all the kids are grown up, obviously have grandkids of their own. But so, you know, I talk with some of them still. And uh, one of them was here and they said, so, so what are you planning to get when you move to the farm? And I said, oh, I can't wait to get goats. And he said, why? (laughs) And I was like, why would you say that? He's like, goats, goats are bad news. (laughs) And he was right. He was right. right. I, yeah, goats were not our thing. But you don't know till you try, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, what do you what do you have now? You have chickens. You have turkeys. You have pigs. Right now, for the winter, we only have chickens and ducks. Chickens so, and ducks. yep. And then last year was just kind of a chaos year because I went and got the job and thought I was going to go off and do all the things, and then my husband broke his ribs, and so he right. like we didn't do a lot of stuff last year. So we didn't have meat birds. We didn't have turkeys. We didn't have pigs. We didn't have anything but the chickens and the ducks. But so normally spring to fall, we would have the chickens, the ducks, turkeys, pigs. And then this year we are adding rabbits. So oh. we we're supposed to do that last year. And, you know, we sure. had our hands full with, you know, <laughs> recovering from breaking our ribs and things like that. So, yeah. How's so he doing I'm now? Oh, good. 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 Yeah. I, uh, I've. I can't imagine what that what that would feel like. It looked like so. it was painful. <laughs> and there's really nothing you can do but just wait for them to get better. So that just, that was just really... hurts to breathe. <laughs> right. Well, and that was what was frustrating because he's a he's a I want to do all the things, you know? Yeah. And and so to be told you just like have to sit and there's nothing you can do. You just have to wait for him to get better. Man, that was not cool. Cause you just want to do a belt stuff. to bite down on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I got to go out and cut wood. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. I know I don't have to. It's just that I want to. I just want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to do something. Give me something. 
know. Don't take away my man card. I know. Exactly. Yeah. So your your operation, what kind of like, would you say like methods or techniques or procedures uh, <laughs> that you that you have? Like, like, do you do race bed gardening? Do you have like hugel culture or but, um... so here here's my method i just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall <laughs> and see what works all right let's that hear really, what works that um we have a really big garden and it's so funny because people used to ask me like gardening techniques and tips and i would say this is what i do i put some seeds in the ground and i <laughs> i see what grows i am so not not a planner i'm not um, I'm trying to think of something really great I could tell. We did figure out that if you use black plastic mulch, we don't have to deal with weeds anymore. That is the only way that we have figured out to deal with weeds here. Um, everything else we have tried, it just oh my gosh, I don't know what's even what these... thick mulch, huh? Yeah, like, uh... it's just okay, it's insane. So the black plastic mulch is the thing we have figured out. Um, we grow potatoes and onions in hay or straw. We do that. That works really well here. Um, we do have a little bit of a raised garden where we're growing our herbs. I'm trying to think of what else. We have the grapevines. They're growing on an old corn crib. We have a ginormous rasp. Awesome. I know. We, it was funny because when That'll we moved cool. here, a bunch of people would drive by and they'd be like, well, can you uh, sell those corn cribs to us? No, no, that's what my grapevines are going to be growing on. We actually moved those from uh, my parents' house, which had come from my grandparents' house. So it's a really old grapevine. Cool. So yeah. So now they're on our corn Very cribs. Cool. So yeah. Yeah. Are you guys zone three up. or zone four? We are right on the border. We're like depends four on, A, depends three on the B. Week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think technically we're like right at the top of 4A, so. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I hope that we don't have snow till May this year, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, we just it, keep getting It might snow. do really well, and then you get snow in right. May. Right, right, right. Yeah. We have so, we have such huge snow piles right now. And I know I say it every year, those snow piles are going to be around till June and they never are, but my gosh, <laughs> they're like, I swear to God, they are like 12 feet tall. It's ridiculous. It's that's crazy. That but it's Minnesota. Nice. What do you do? What do you do? That's right. You just, just got to keep figuring out places to put it. I know. Push it around with the tractor. Didn't, I mean, last year, was kind of also crazy weather for you too was like didn't you have like crazy floods and uh oh, yeah like your whole like yard flooded or something well we and like a big tree got taken out yeah 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 we had um oh gosh yeah the storms it was crazy and like right away that was like the beginning of spring was when the storm or maybe beginning of summer beginning of must have been summer and the trees were just we walk outside i'm like what because the ground people, got so saturated yeah, and then the winds yeah, came and they just so and people said, oh, that's so great. You have free firewood. I'm like, huh. I got a big mess is what I got. <laughs> I got a mess is what I got. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like it's dry wood, you know, it's right. I, I'm cutting it and I'm still waiting for it to dry. But um, yeah, it's weird because we've actually been in a drought, I think, for two years, technically. Hmm. But then when the rain comes, it's like the ground is so dry, you know, like the rain can't go anywhere and so you know our ditches flood and then the driveway floods and it there's just water sitting everywhere and it's blah. 
crazy. And we have <laughs> we have clay soil here. So right. would you yes. say clay soil or just clay? Whatever you would say. It's clay. So it's yeah. Yeah, it's not the ground's not getting uh any <sighs> yeah. Water's it's not, not ideal. getting through that. No. no, no. You could take a pond, store all that Good. water. I know. I know. That's why the ducks love it so much, right? That's right. It's, it's just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> we have such a lack of water here that yeah. uh, I, so like Minnesota gets like, depending where you are, let's say like 48 inches of precipitation a year. Okay. We're here in Western Montana in this, in the Bitter Valley here. It's like 19. Oh, really? It's, it's. Yeah, it's so less than half, and oh, uh, it's just it's it's dry, and the the wow. summer is it's intense. So, like, also with Minnesota, you've got you got all the lakes, right? Yeah, land of ten thousand lakes. Yeah, a million lakes. <laughs> <laughs> More like it, yeah. I know. Um, so you got all the humidity too. Yes. We we're it's just dry oh. here, and so there's um we moved to this property, and uh, when we first I did like a walk around, and there's like. I would say like fossilized poop everywhere. Yeah. Like from from where like the deer have come through mm-hmm. over the decades, since oh, whatever. Um, it just like turns white. Like nothing like breaks down here because it's it's just so dry. dry. So dry. So like old fence posts do ha- don't rot. <laughs> do you have lots of mosquitoes then or no? Mm-mm. <sighs> we got it is so we have such a lack of bugs, it's really nice. <laughs> That would be the only good part, I bet, is the lack of bugs. The lack that's... of plowing, plowing snow. That's yeah. nice. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, if you ever want me to send you a package of mosquitoes, I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd a be great. Gift from me can to you. you. Can you send, like, I know there's like ticks and deer ticks around here, but yeah. you kind of got to go searching for them. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> They're so not if you just end up outside and they're just there on you. Right. Yeah. So if you could send me some deer ticks while you're that at would it, be that'd sweet. be great. I, yeah, just... I will make you a care package from Minnesota. <laughs> Put uh include it in your next uh, newsletter. I will. There you go. Just there you go. Tape a little one so this is, we're getting off on a tangent. This is totally fine. But so like at my grandparents' cabin, yeah, like obviously ticks were just like it's in the woods, yeah, like on a lake. And so um ticks were very common and mm-hmm. we once found a deer tick and my grandma kept it like in like a piece of tape yeah like just taped over on itself and so like for years it felt like you would flick that tape that little thing would still kick its legs for real oh my yes. gosh isn't that gross <laughs> they are unstoppable <laughs> they are oh <laughs> uh, if your dog oh, gets good. some on them oh, i know i know poor yeah. thing yeah that's crazy. but um yeah, we like it. So, oh, so where I was going with that with the water, uh, I had I hired a guy a month, maybe a couple, like six weeks ago, maybe now, uh, to come out, kind of do like a property evaluation, walk through the, and so we're gonna have a bigger focus on storing water oh, on nice. the property because um, drilling well is super expensive, and we need to somehow bring more like store more water in the ground um like we can have like holding tanks we're talking about doing like timber frame ponds and stuff but um it's so dry that you know with evaporation and then the wind which causes more evaporation 
jeez. Just water just doesn't stick around in the ground when it does come. So that's you so crazy really, to think about. Like you, I know it's what it's weird coming from like yeah. just you're you're basically like in the wetlands, right? <laughs> like it's all summer. You're like you walk out <laughs> in your uh in your front yard in Minnesota and it's like squishes between your toes. I know. <laughs> that's crazy to think about, like not experiencing that. That's wow. You send me mosquitoes and I'll I, send you fossilized deer poop. Perfect. It'll be a great a exchange. Yes. <laughs> and like you, the second you open it, like yeah. in Minnesota, it just like breaks down into like fertilizer because <laughs> the humidity is just like, it's, it's like taking an oxygen absorber like out of, out oh of a gosh. package. Yeah. I'll make a TikTok about it so you can see. There you go. <laughs> one week in Minnesota versus one week in Montana. There you what go. happens to deer poop? <laughs> Funny. Um, so you you mentioned a couple of things that have worked well. The black mm-hmm. plastic works well. Mm-hmm. Um, goats didn't work well. Horses didn't <laughs> <No>. work well. <laughs> so you 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 like having pigs. Tell me more about the pigs. It's funny. You don't look like a pig farmer. <laughs> I I don't know. What does a pig farmer look like? I don't know. They look Actually, smelly. My, look my, smelly. <laughs> my uncle was a pig farmer, so I know. I know what you're saying. Um I, it's funny because when we first moved here and we started talking about getting pigs, I was like, why would you want pigs? You guys, come on. I was the person in the house who did not want pigs. And I will tell you what, we got those pigs and I think they're the coolest animals. (laughs) They just, I love their personalities. I think they're awesome. And they give us bacon. So. And bacon. I don't know how it gets better than that. So it's been very cool. I love it. We usually get uh, four a year. Uh, four feeders we get from a, a neighbor and then we raise them up for four, five, six months, depending on the year and put them in our freezer. We keep two. You keep all of them? Oh, no, okay, we it. usually keep two. Um, and then we raise one. We raise a couple for other people for other stuff they've got going on. Bartering, bartering things. So nice. Yeah, it's good. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what like what them. breed do you like to keep? Oh, what are they? I feel like they are Red Waddle and Duroc, a mix. I think I've heard those. So, I think I've yeah. heard those before. Yeah. Yeah. So we like Do they, them. they're, they're pretty well behaved. Like they don't, oh, yeah. uh, they don't get, cause too much mischief, get out. No, and how they're do, not. How do you keep them? We, well, the, there were pigs on this farm before, so it's set up really nice for pigs. Mm. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of concrete or cement that, um, kind of lines the area that they're in so they can't get out. We have really good like hog, like really really tough hog panels. Um, that that was the greatest thing about moving here is like all the structures were here. You know, we didn't have to worry about it. we got to build this thing you know, to put this animal in. There's what, like seven outbuildings here? So it's just, Dang. It, it was awesome to move here and be like, this is where all the stuff is going. There were some things that need to be repaired or touched up, but we had to put a lot of fence in um, but it, yeah, the, the structures were here. So that was awesome. Yeah. If you had to choose yes. for sure choose you would choose having existing structures yes. over putting in fence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what's some stuff that you, that, that hasn't worked. You're just like this, this failed. Well, <laughs> We don't have the goats anymore. We don't have the horses anymore. And a lot of that was, we don't have enough room here to make our own hay. 
So mm. when you have animals like that and you have to buy hay, yeah, you know, then then you start to think, okay, why do we have them? You know, do is it worth the money, that extra money, you know, to buy the hay and and all of that? Is it worth what we're getting out of the animals? Uh, we used to have pheasants. We don't have pheasants anymore. That did not work because we didn't realize we weren't following the rules. You need that, a game license. You need a game farm yeah, license. That's if, that's so dumb. I know. If you're going to overwinter them or incubate their eggs, you need to have a game farm license. And we had pheasants for probably three years before we learned that, which was just something someone said in conversation. And we're like, wait a second. We did a lot of research about this. And then we looked and looked and we're like, oh, look at that. And getting a game farm license isn't a big deal. It's only like $15. So it wasn't like that was a big deal, but it, they can they come out to your farm and they check everything out and you have to like send reports on what you're hatching and i was mm. like i don't like pheasants enough to want to get into that so right. um yeah we decided pheasants are not going to be a thing we do anymore so that didn't mm. work so i guess do your research more research <laughs> than you think you did apparently because i thought i had this figured out but right or uh do the legal for a fee kind of thing yeah <laughs> It, it was funny because like for a while we were just like, whatever, we'll still have them. Like nobody's going to know, you know, but then I was like, I'm writing all these articles about how to raise pheasants and how to incubate pheasants. And all I could think was somebody's, somebody's going to find this out and somebody's going to have a problem with it. And, you someone's going to check in. Oh, is Amy up, yeah, up to date on her pheasant game right. license? Right. I know. And then I just worry <laughs> about it. So I was like, these just need to go away. And pheasants are kind of jerks anyway. They're, they're Are really, they? uh, yeah, they, hmm. um, they fight, they're really cannibalistic. And even oh, if you give the, I mean, they had so much room here and they still like them, those males would just, you know, just go at each other. So we used to call them ninja, ninja. Well, I won't say it, but, um, yeah, we had names for them and they were just very feisty with each other and very, just i don't know picking at each other and you'd go out and go oh look they a couple more killed each other that's great now they're making a feast of each other so it's great jeez it's wild i know who knew i <laughs> nature is crazy <laughs> i almost bought a bunch of fed like you can you can buy pheasants obviously oh, yeah. from like yeah. hatcheries and stuff and mm -hmm. i thought about buying a bunch of them and just like letting them go because i yeah. just like see like at, rarely yes. like maybe once a year i see one just like walk across the property and then it's gone like it's just really like, yeah it's like oh my gosh we have them at our bird feeders <laughs> all the time we see them all the time and my husband will always say do you think that one came from our house <laughs> <laughs> probably i feel like we kind of repopulated you know the whole area for those three years but yeah they're That's cool funny. to see they're they're beautiful birds but they're just feisty i had one for the first time in a long time like just this week this weekend and it's actually i mean they taste just like a chicken just yeah. like with flavor yeah like they just have, have like this natural flavor about it yeah um which is like i'll give credit to my wife for trying she tried and she's just it was it was too powerful of a flavor for her oh really yeah it's just um i guess when you're maybe you just weren't expecting it or something like that yeah. but um but I, I think she just has like a like a higher sensitivity to stuff like that because we've yeah. we've tried 
a couple of different breeds of lamb. So we, we, we bought a sheep, had it processed in like the one breed. It was very, it was very fatty. Okay. Uh, it, it was a, it was a wool breed that, you know, so the wool has like contains lanolin and stuff. Well, we were, cause we were looking at getting sheep. Mm-hmm. We're still maybe looking at getting sheep. That's a little <laughs> bit further down the road. But so then I found a breed that I liked. Mm-hmm. Like this one is a hair breed and like just, just drops its hair. Like, mm-hmm. so you don't need to shear it, oh, whatever. Nice. Yeah. And they like, they lamb super easy. They're smaller bodied, but basically you could be hands off. They're, they're very take care of themselves. Perfect. And so I found, found a guy, I bought one, had it processed and we tried it. Cause like, we're going to do this for meat. If we don't yeah. like the meat, why are we doing this? Right. Right. And she's like, this is so good. This flavor is so like, it was a little bit leaner because it's hair. It doesn't have like the lanolin. And so the, the lanolin doesn't like come in. Like it I, to, was like, you know, nitpickers or whatever. I think it's just lower in lanolin. It doesn't lack lanolin, uh, but that affects the meat. And so this is a lot more huh. mild flavor of lamb and it was super tasty. I didn't even know that about sheep. Yeah. I mean, I think wow. it's like, I mean, it's the same thing in like pigs, right? Because you could have like, don't they say like boar taint or. They say that. I've um, never, t- I've actually heard like, there's people who can taste it and people who can't. Hmm. So, and I've eaten a lot of pork in my life, so I can't imagine that I haven't experienced it, but I must not be able to taste it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And maybe my wife would be one of those people that could taste pork. Maybe. We went to a barbecue at a neighbor's. He puts on the, like this big, like neighborhood barbecue mm-hmm. um, from and cooks one of the pigs that he, that he raises. And, that was some of the greasiest pork I've oh, really? ever had. Like I like it gave me a gut ache from mm. how greasy it was. It was like Ugh. not like I'm I'm not opposed to like eating like fatty meat, but when yeah. it's like the rate like <laughs> it was just way too much. Like you could like too take much. your take your brisk or whatever <clears throat> he gave us and like yeah. wring it out and it was Ugh. yeah, it was, it was it was way too much. Yeah. So like I don't know what he feeds his pigs or what kind of breed pigs he right. has, but you, this is also the same guy that was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm pretty convinced that uh, you could feed your pig straight garbage and it wouldn't affect the meat." <laughs> I have heard people say that, and I'm like, mm. I don't know. You, you, I hope I hope you're not trying to make a profit on those pigs, or right. your profit, your 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 margins are so slim that you have to feed them garbage, right? To right. Make it. Oh, um, how are you trying to incorporate your rabbits this year? Like, do they follow the chickens to break up the chicken poop or no, it'd be the other way around. They're, they're just going to be in my barn. <laughs> You're like, just some, keep it simple. In some cages. That's what they're going to be. That's what we're starting with. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I thought about getting some to keep them wild because yeah. I've heard they're very temperamental. Like, mm-hmm. It gets half a degree too hot and they're dead or. It's funny because when we were, we were researching them, I always thought like the winter would be how we're going to keep them warm. And my friends who have rabbits are like, no, 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 that's not the issue. The issue is the summer. That's they. And I'm thinking when we'd go to the county fair, when my kids were younger and they were in 4-H, there were always rabbits that died during the fair because it was August and it got super hot in those barns. So there was always rabbits that were being shown that died. And I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Like. 
That sounds yeah. like a terrible time to have the fair. I know, right? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's horrible. Or like, I don't know, <laughs> put them in like a walk-in cooler or something right? and let people. Right? Poor rabbits. Yeah, I, I did not know that. That makes that makes sense, though. Yeah. All these years I've been going to the fair. How many, how many, wonder how many dead ones I saw <laughs> as a kid and didn't know it. He's just sleeping. Just sleeping. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that that came up at one point. Sure it did. Um, but yeah, we don't, we don't like the taste of rabbit enough to, to bring rabbits on the property. Yeah. I, w- I was just going to like let them run free and they would be more of like a alternative food source if needed. Like, Right. Go set up traps and catch rabbit. Or do you not have a lot of rabbits there, running wild? I have zero. Really? I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't have squirrels. Um, I know it's so weird. Okay, so, so in the, the care package, I'm going to send you. I'm going <laughs> to send, send you some squirrel. bunnies from the yard. Oh, because okay. they're. Ev- I'm going to send you some pheasants because they're everywhere. Would you like some wild turkeys? Sure. Because they are always at our feet we do, as well. We do have wild turkeys, but they're also like, they just like pass through. And oh. uh, the people that I buy feed from currently, they have like 200 rabbits on their property, just like oh my gosh. everywhere. And wow. so they're like, you can just take them. <laughs> and I just haven't taken them up on it yet. And yeah. if my wife's not like into it, then. Right. Then why? I'm not sure. Not sure I would. Right. So. Yeah. But um oh, yeah, it's uh <laughs> what's what would you say the biggest challenge in in your let's see, you're going on 12. This will be like your 13th year of homesteading. What would be the biggest challenge you faced? In homesteading. <laughs> um it kind of has to do with homesteading. I would say being a homesteader and then also trying to create content as a homestead content creator has probably been the biggest challenge, I would say. Um, Because like I have this thing where I want to teach people about what we're doing here, right? I want to share our life and teach people how to do the things, but doing the things and then remembering to sit down and write about them or doing the things and setting up a camera to film what yes. you're doing is one more step. And sometimes you don't want to do one more step. And so um, th- I think that has been a struggle. And I've also talked to some um, bigger content creators who are way bigger than I am and are doing a lot more traveling and speaking and things like that, um, who who have mentioned that you can get to the point where you are traveling so much and speaking so much and doing all these presentations about it so much that you don't have enough time to do the things that you're speaking about. And you like, you're not at home on the farm. You're not doing the things you're hiring people to take care of the stuff for you because you have to go teach people about it. And that's like a weird place to be, you know, like trying to figure out where that, that line is where that boundary is between I moved to the farm to do this stuff for my family but now I'm spending all my time teaching people about it and like, you know, where's that boundary? So oddly enough, I would say that's probably been the biggest challenge. And maybe that's because I've been here for 12 or 13 years that, you know, I, I probably forgot the bigger stuff. Maybe I look back and I'm like, oh, it's so, so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Rose colored glasses. Rose colored glasses. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think 
I know that when my kids were younger, that whole thing about we're going to raise these animals for meat. And yep, that's, we know what, that's what we're doing. And then that first time that you butcher, you know, and those pigs were their friends, you know, that whole coming to terms with, yep, I knew this was going to happen, but here's the reality of it happening. That, that was, that was hard the first time to watch as a parent, like them coming to that realization of, oh my gosh, you know, like, okay, now they're going in the freezer. So that was hard. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think it's it's a fun life to live because there's always something new you have to learn, you know, especially if you didn't grow up with this. You know, it's right. There's always a new project to take on and figure out how to do it. So I like that. Just constant problem solving. <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, that's I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Like. The, the thing about the content creation is, I mean, it's really, it's really documentation, right? That's, that's yeah. what it is. Like yeah. you, I could do this thing in five minutes. I'm just, I just want to go do it. And then because you don't really want to get your camera out or nope. your phone or whatever, you end up filming it like half-assed. And so you're just <laughs> like, well, I can't even use this anyways, because I like just wasn't into filming it that's like, exactly what happens yeah here i am feeding the chickens da, da, da. Yeah. and so it's just like cool i glad i have that on right in my camera roll or whatever right. you know. yeah <laughs> i'll use it somewhere i guess <laughs> right. it's so funny because i we were uh what were we we were looking at something for this we have a homemade incubator that we're making right now it's like the fifth one that we've made and we change it nice. every time we make it and so my husband is thinking, okay, we need to figure out how to do this for off-grid people. Like, let's make it a 12-volt mm. system, and then let's figure out how to do, like, a 12-volt brooder. And, like, he's got this whole thing he's trying to figure out. So we're looking up on YouTube, what have people already done? And, you know, you go down these rabbit holes of all this other stuff. And I'm like, look at the videos that people are making. Like, they're making videos of, like, all this crazy stuff, right? And so mm -hmm. my husband says to me, he's like, you know, Amy... If you could just find someone who would follow you around for like three or four days with a camera, you would have so much content. I'm like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. If I would just get out the camera. But I just, you know, sometimes you're just like, no. <laughs> I just want to get the work done. Sometimes you're just like, no. Just like, no. So, yeah. I looked at, I there's this there's this new camera you you've probably seen it on Instagram where people are filming and like, you don't see the selfie stick. It's, it's two fisheye lenses back to back. Nice. And like, it's a lot of people like usually they're, they're running. They're like, they're running and like the camera, like just like rotates. You're like, Whoa, how did they do that? And it's all done like in the software or whatnot. But okay. so like you get like a 360 panorama view uh of, the, of wow. wherever and so you can point it where anyways what i my idea was <laughs> like my my son wants to he just wants to do everything that daddy does of course and so and so when i did the property walkthrough i was like having i had a they used like an old gopro on the selfie stick like when you're walking around your property for two hours like right. your arms get tired like <laughs> wah, 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 right well <laughs> if i gave my son the camera that just doesn't, it sounds good in theory. It yeah. probably would just get set down in the dirt and get left outside. 
and then you'd have that in your camera roll and you could I use would it have someday. That. That's right. But yeah, you I don't could know. turn it into a great TikTok of my son wanted to help. Yep. And you'd probably my, get my three billion views on it because that's what happens <laughs> on TikTok, right? You get all the views on the thing that you're like, oh, you just throw it up. And then the thing you worked really hard on and planned out, you're like, really? A hundred views? Are you kidding me right yeah. now? How yeah, that's that how it feels with uh, feels. with my latest with my latest YouTube video. Like, I took two hours of content and brought it down to twenty eight minutes. I was oh, like geez. really proud of those twenty eight minutes, but it yeah. took me forever. forever. I had audio issues. I had a I hired a guy on Fiverr to help me fix it because oh, like it was something about like the because we had like lapel mics that I that I had, but and so like the audio. I, I wanted the audio separate from the video. That was fine because the GoPro audio wasn't going to be good enough. But then there were like the spacing wasn't the same. Like one, they, oh. they got like, you think you could just start at the beginning, same right. time and go. Nope. Uh, oh. It like, it just got off and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It was annoying. So I hired a guy to fix it. And then I still had to go back and trim out all the all the stuff oh, and it was it was so tedious so it took work. me so yeah. long yeah and then and then i put it out there and just like flopped yeah like, that's whatever. the worst that's the worst whatever i'm i'm glad i recorded it though because when i watched like watched it back i'm like oh that was a good tip that he had like i don't like maybe i just didn't like hear him or oh, sure. i was trying to i was thinking about something else or just yeah. didn't remember at all but so I it's got, good you have the information company. But... yeah just for just for me that's that's fine. just, just for, for you me. you were the only viewer of that and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> where did all these uh where did these 300 views come from right <laughs> it's all the same ip address <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but um what what would you say, like, what would you tell people that want to get started in, in homesteading? Um, well, most people would say, don't move to the homestead and then fill up your barn with all the animals and overwhelm yourself. That's what everybody says, right? And <laughs> you are the only person who's ever followed that advice. So, um, so I'm not going to give that advice. I think what I would say is if you're, if you want to get into homesteading, do it but know why you're doing it. Like sure. have a reason, like have, this is why I want to homestead. What I, I want to move to the country because I want to get away from the city. And that's the only reason that's all I care. Or I want to move to the country. I want to have a homestead. I want to have this and that. And I want to grow or raise 75% of my food, like have a goal, have a reason because if you don't know why you're there, then when things get really hard, because they will, you're going to wonder why you're there, right? You're going to wonder, you're going to think, okay, this sucks. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and, and I say that because we did the same thing with homeschooling. We made like a mission statement for our homeschool. Like, this is why we're doing this. This is what we want to accomplish with this. So then when I got crazy and decided we need to worry about all these other things, you know, my husband would be like, uh, hold on. This is the reason we're homeschooling. It had nothing to do with this. You're making this dramatic. You're making this more work than it needs to be. So it was really good to, to go back to that and be able to, you know, 
line things up and go, we don't need to worry about this, or this is not following the path that we wanted to follow. So I would say with homesteading, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like know why you want to do it, have a plan, a little bit of a plan, you know, like this is why I'm here. I, I guess that would probably be my best advice or what I would tell someone. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They have to, they have to do what gets them excited. Otherwise, yeah. if you're doing stuff that doesn't get you excited, like it's not worth doing. Right. And I think like in a time where there's YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all the people making all the content, it's really easy to get excited about homesteading and then try to live somebody else's homesteading life. And you can't live somebody else's homestead life because your homestead's completely different. Your family's completely different. Montana's different than Minnesota. You know what I'm <laughs> yep. saying? So you, you have to figure out what your homestead life's going to be and then live that. Good. Yeah. It's uh, one one person that I followed on Instagram last year, I think it was like, oh, cool. This person does does a garden. That's neat. And then all the videos were her just like drinking wine in the garden. <laughs> like mm, that's that's a quick on. Don't you drink this was wine in your garden? I don't know. That's I don't even drink wine. Like I don't even <laughs> I don't even drink. And so like also my garden does not look anything like hers. Uh, yeah. At least it didn't. It uh, We're totally like redoing the garden, too. But like I, I fenced in my plants and from the deer instead of fencing out the deer. That's how I, that's how I did it. Yeah. And so I would, there is no drinking wine in the garden unless no. I like got in my raised bed, like with the deer fence, like around me, like a cage. That would be a super funny video though. Yeah. Just like her dirt. Look at me. I'm a real homesteader. <laughs> like, cause I can drink wine in my garden. Welcome to my garden. Welcome to my garden. Yeah. Yes. That, Where there are no mosquitoes happen. or ticks, <laughs> or maybe there's ticks. I don't know. My son has definitely been in there uh, picking picking tomatoes, and I've got I've got pictures of that. So yeah. Hey, you're gonna help me pick tomatoes, and he's just like he's like too busy like eating the tomatoes right off the vine, like to to bother to answer me. We need Tries to, to get talk and all the skis just like run down his face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so awesome. That reminds me of when my kids were younger and uh, when we were, before we lived here, when we were in the woods, there was blackberries everywhere, you know, and we oh, were going to go and pick blackberries. And I don't think, you know, 10% of them maybe made it into the bucket. <laughs> the rest were, you know, all over. So yes, that's what that's, you do. That's like how it is uh, huckleberry picking out here. Yeah. Like I, let's see, the my son was one year old and I had him uh in the front here and i'm trying mm -hmm. to pick pick huckleberries <laughs> and he's yeah. eating them almost as fast as i'm picking them because like huckleberry picking isn't fast unless you have like one of those like special like blueberry i've like, never you know i've never mm -mm. so never picked huckleberries well there there's a tool that blueberry farmers okay. use it's a very like special like thinly tined like rake on the bottom and then it's okay. like a bucket on the back on the back oh. side i guess okay and so like you you scoop and so like it all the blueberries pop off yep and then it's collected in like the hopper in the back and then you dump oh. it in a bucket and so like it goes really fast <laughs> and i don't know if that would work with huckleberries because the berries are underneath the leaves so like mm. when you look from above 
doesn't yeah. look like there's any huckleberries, but you have to like uh, look under oh, all the leaves to check them. So I don't know if it'd work anyways, but anyways, it's a process. Picking, it's very slow. It's slow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a process. And but he was, it's super tasty. He was putting them in as fast as you could. Yeah. And we got good pictures of it. So like you get like purple stained hands and I'm sure like you do with blackberries. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Good memories. It's a good so. time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or mention or your books? Mm, I mean, I have books. I have books. I've written a few. I'm working on another one. So here's a funny thing. Um, so I just finished the homeschool highway series because, you know, my boys are graduated now and I'm like, I got to write one last hurrah about, you know, my last thoughts about homeschooling and what happens after and one song. Yeah, pretty much. And so I'm like, after I finish this, this homeschooling highway book, I, I'm going to switch to fiction because I also write fiction and I love writing fiction. So, okay, I'm going to finish this homeschool book and then it's going to be fiction. And I'm not kidding you. I finished that homeschooling book, got it out, got it published. And I immediately sit down at the computer and I open a document and I start a book about homesteading. It is not a fiction book. It is a nonfiction book about homesteading. What am I doing? I, oh my gosh. So there you go. So now I'm working on a book about homesteading. I don't know. You had to scratch that itch. I did. It's just. And it'll probably do very well. I'm excited. I just, I can't stop writing. And apparently homesteading is the thing on my mind right now. You know, cause I, I ran away from home a little bit there for a while. <laughs> and now I'm back. So we're going to write about homesteading because that's what I'm doing. You're just working out a few issues. <laughs> just working out a few issues. Little midlife crisis. And some people, they were like, it's just a little mini midlife crisis. I'm like, no, I ran away from home. I was like the little five-year-old who's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to run away from home. And then, you know, you pack up your stuff and you trudge down the street and then you get thirsty and hungry and you miss your mom. <laughs> and you're, you're like, like I, be I better go back home, I guess. <laughs> I did you actually ever run away from home? I never did. I planned to once when I was younger, and it wasn't that I didn't want to be home. It's that I wanted. Do you know the Boxcar Children? Do you know the book? Yes, the uh, I do. Children? I yeah. It's uh, obviously it's been a while, but it's yeah. been a it's been a hot minute. But I wanted to live like the Boxcar Children. It I does wanted to look go, pretty. I know. So my parents found out that my sister and I were talking about. <laughs> planning to run away and they were like offended like oh my gosh have we got in all this trouble and i'm like no it's not that i don't like my home it's that i want to live like the boxcar i could live in a boxcar what, what more box do i need car. to say like it's not you it's that it's we just don't have you. a boxcar i know that's, <laughs> get a boxcar and we'll talk i know we can make this work that's the only time that i i ever ran away from home except for when i was 43 and ran away from home it's fine <laughs> we i i was i don't remember how old i was maybe 10 and i was all pissed off about something and so like <laughs> i actually like i got my my little bag that's yeah. like it was it was it was some bag that my aunt had got me so it's like bright yellow red green blue it says matthew on the side <laughs> And like I put a bunch of clothes in there and some books and like I made it. So like we lived on the corner. I made it yeah. to the corner and my mom's mm -hmm. like, if you don't come back inside, you're not going to get any ice cream. And so I was like, damn, 
I wouldn't get any ice cream. So that's what got me back in the door ice with ice cream. <laughs> Should I put some ice cream in your Minnesota care package as well? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I could send you some Tillamook Huckleberry ice cream. Ooh, that would be good. I don't know if it good. would make it here, though. I, I think they sell dry ice at the local store. That's so true. So, and it's Minnesota, it. so it could be really cold when you send it to <laughs> good. me. That's true. Good. It could be. You never know. <laughs> More ice and less cream. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. But, uh, <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's been really good having you here. It's it's probably, it's definitely getting late for you. But uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on and uh, bringing in the new year with uh, this interview. So it, first it interview was... of 2023 for you. It was super, super fun, and I'm glad that we uh, we got to chat. It's always fun to chat with you. Yes, same. Thank you, Amy. Inside of the city, the people are crazy. Out of their minds, they ain't got a clue. We gone away, headed west for Montana. Left family and friends, all I got now is you. We both got new jobs, a house and a homestead, thinking this was the life, all that there'd be. After our firstborn, you had to stay home. That's when the work got in the way for me. Well, I started farm hop life. You'll come to your farm to help and to and an RV send us a message and there 